I get it started You are now tuned in to my parents' office yeah, With Brett Castle and Andrew Diaz New new dropping, yeah, you know where I'll be at Believe that, New England flow in your speakers Tryna run game, lace heat like sneakers In a flashlight, lightning bugs I pop up at your spot and I'm lighting up, yeah JR on a mic and I'm next to blow No commercials, I turn it to an episode Better get down to business, begin the show So let me get going, welcome to MPO What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the My Parents Office podcast. I am your host, Andrew Diaz. Today, we have an interview with recurring guest, friend of the show, Phoenix Jack. He will be at YTH Festival uh, this weekend um, in Holyoke, so make sure you go check that out if you get the chance. Um, Brett is back. We're going to talk a little bit about the UCLA and USC move to the Big Ten, what that means for wrestling, along with uh, – we talked movies a lot last time Brett was on. So we're going to do a, talk a little Wes Anderson today, a little bottle rocket. Uh, make sure you're following us on social media at my parents' office on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, my parents' office podcast on Facebook, and articles from the office on Substack. Brett, what's going on? Andrew, I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing, you know, as good as I can be right now, being back, in, being back up at school. Yeah. 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 Um... I missed you this weekend. Was up in the was up in Connecticut. Well, what'd you up come up for? Fourth of July fest. Um, visit family. We were all over the place. Um, I guess family. Like, yeah, I, we were there, so we had to see them. But yeah. Saturday, Zoe and I went to the went to Evergreen in South Windsor and went to the food truck festival. Oh, nice. Um spent the night or not overnight but like uh at night we were in west hartford like farmington mm-hmm. ave area um yeah a little sightseeing that's not bad had so when you brought her up here in the past have you just been like enfield pretty much just going to see the family was this her first uh her your first time taking her a little bit around connecticut i mean she, she was at new haven first oh, woozy i forgot about that yeah, yeah yeah but that's not bad you know you just said uh phoenix jack for a festival or something did you see still woozy was that it's pretty cool that they were like being as hyped as or like they were in like the same line as like glass animals that's awesome yeah so it was him um i know remy wolf came out too which was pretty cool and then the the guitarist that he has with him um yeah who who's also awesome like that that him, them people getting hype about him like an artist we're fans of that's like not as big like not as many people at least see at least if we perceived to have not known him as much get that hype i guess he's getting more known is pretty awesome like it's pretty exciting to see yeah and i mean i'm a big glass animals fan but mm. I, because of like their uh like last year or the year before they definitely like reached stardom after their last yeah. album and I mean, maybe my perception's a little blurred because we were already a fan of Still Woozy, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize they're, I mean, kind of at that same level. I'm not saying they are, but it's yeah. cool that at least at the kind of festival that they're being treated that way. That is pretty awesome. It, it, next time he comes back around, I mean, he was just back in the U.S. Uh, for July. I know he hit some U.S. shows. I know he did Maine. I, he didn't do Boston, which was weird, I don't think. Um he did like Portland, Maine, and then like skip Boston. Like, I don't yeah. know if he can like find a venue or anything, but like that uh, usually you'd hit that over Maine. But it was still, I, I'm glad we got to yeah. see him when we did. For sure, well, yeah, because they're supposed to be in Canada. 
Yeah, this was yeah, they picked up this show. It was like a last second um add-on to the tour, which was pretty cool. But it, it, it was it would have been what oh yeah, because the Canada show got canceled and they were they were gonna go Boston to Canada to New York, and then they ended up doing Boston to Connecticut to New York. Yeah, and I mean I wouldn't be surprised if their show in uh, Connecticut probably had more fans than like their other cities. That place was packed. Oh, it was like she were like she literally shoulder to shoulder with people couldn't move. I mean, like, yeah, it was cool for it to be packed. I wish there was less people because I was like, like having to like bump into everybody everywhere you went was awful. But um, that was an all around good show, too, because what's her name? Wallace is kind of blowing up, too. She released her yep. her new album, the, the 90s American Superstar one. Um, that recently came out so she's getting big too so it, it will it won't be long before she's like it's her show at uh yeah at, at uh wherever she's playing like the main events like where still woozy played um in new haven or even boston or new york it, she'll be playing those shows instead of opening for him which will be cool but them together is awesome for sure no yeah it'd be cool if they i know so Woozy doesn't really collab but that would be a cool collab yeah i know like the the one that we i brought up that came out remy wolf that's like the main artist that he does like that he's got a, like multiple songs with like yeah yep. e- even at that like they don't collab a bunch because he's still his catalog isn't as big like he's got like two albums and then a bunch of singles like you could blow through his catalog in like an hour and a half um but majority like the features that he does have it's good amount are remy wolf so like that must have been cool because i don't even think she was on the bill for the festival she just came out like it was a surprise that she's cool. out for that which it which is pr- pretty awesome um so we talked a little bit uh wes anderson last uh last time we we recorded together did uh oh just a big movie talk in general um so i watched bottle rocket for the first time um so funny owen wilson luke wilson I, and and you know in it who was a pretty good role small role that, that just passed away james Kahn. Um, yep. he's in it. Um, I wasn't, maybe like I missed some of the stuff, but I wasn't like a massive fan of it. Um, I thought it was funny in parts. Um, uh, I, I do like Owen and Wilson and Luke Wilson, like their, their dynamic together is good. Um, but like, I wasn't like an overall huge fan of it. Like why, like for you, why are you such a big fan of like a movie like Bottle Rocket? It's just so stupid. Like. <laughs> but like they're treating it like a heist like a big old like grand scheme just to rob like a library and then they go into hiding acting like they're on america's like most wanted yeah luke wilson falls in love with a maid in the motel doesn't even speak english like it's i love it <laughs> it's like honestly like the concept was like a more elaborate like uh or like the theme of it was like a more elaborate Napoleon Dynamite, just because it was so bizarre. Like when, like uh, n- n- the awkwardness Luke Wilson has when he waves to the to the maid is almost like Napoleon Dynamite esque. Um, when he's in the pool and like he sees her look down, he's just like in the pool. He just gives her like the little wave, and then he's like, "Hey, uh, did you see me down there? Did you see me in the pool?" Where like, it's just so awkward, which I, I did find funny in the part where they do rob the library, and he uh. Luke Wilson, he goes, uh, Gary, I thought you're supposed to be in fiction. Grabs like the other guy's like, Hey, the boss wants to see you in the, uh, in the office as he's, uh, he's robbing him. And the uh, manager, uh, tells Owen Wilson, he's like, don't, don't call me an idiot. Or like, don't call me a moron. Yeah. Owen Wilson gets, like, we need so bigger bags. We need bigger bags. So uh, like there were wicked funny parts. Um, 
But I, I would say right now, with the two Wes Anderson movies I've seen, I put Grand Budapest one, uh, Bottle Rocket two. I, I like. I really did enjoy Grand Budapest. You never seen Royal Tenenbaums? I've not. I so I have that on my watch list. Okay, I've watch I have in that order. And, uh, French Dispatch. You really have to watch the progression of Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like, um, it's just kind of crazy going from. So, what do you think of Wes Anderson? What's his style? Um, it is style wise, I I do like it. Um, it, it's he definitely has his um uh, his well, okay. Let, let's use Grand uh, Grand Budapest Hotel for example. Wes Anderson is very like center frame. Yeah, everything's in the center. Everything's like pastel color, mm-hmm. like. Everything is very dry. Like, yeah, a lot of dialogue is very like not very emotional, or like not mm-hmm. a lot of emotion in that. Kind of like, you seen Lobster, or like, yes, yes, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he with him, like he has his themes. Like, it, it, I, I've read about him a little bit where it's a lot of his shots, like you see it in Grand Budapest, symmetrical. He always yep. has like the fast camera like uh, the, the panning camera, which I think is pretty cool. And like the, the bright pastel colors, like you even see that on the French Dispatch, the, the main cover for that movie is uh, um, that bright green. The, the thing I do like about him a lot is, oh, is that the movie or is that the book? It's the book. That's pretty cool. It, yeah, it's uh, this guy, Ian Nathan, he has um, comes out of books for different directors so mm-hmm. like the coen brothers tim burton Greville del toro mm-hmm. wes anderson can you send uh, tarantino me, and it's can like you send me like a link for that yeah i'll send you a link to his um amazon page okay um, yeah that, that's and, pretty cool and it's all just like information on him his movies everything this one specifically it came out a couple years ago but it still even heads up to um french dispatch i like that the, the, the thing I like most about like the Wes Anderson kind of style and like the way he goes in movies is that he uses the same people in yep. every movie. Um, and it doesn't matter how obscure a role it may be. He's going to use that, that person in, in the movie. Um, I mean, you saw at Grand Budapest Hotel, he has uh, Ed Norton playing a, a police officer. Adrian Brody is hilarious in that movie it, he is so funny i mean even willem dafoe playing which looks like a he he plays a hitman but he looks like a goth 70 so year old trying to fit in with kids which was i you ever watched those uh sorry you ever watch those gq videos with um the actors talking about their roles no no i um well the one of adrian brody when he starts talking about his wes anderson roles um he talks about how Pretty much up until that point, he was only in drama and never really saw mm-hmm. himself as somebody to be able to do like comedy. But Wes Anderson got him to be funny, which he thought was awesome. Yeah, that's uh... but like the original, like him having the same cast of characters. It's been since the beginning. Yeah, obviously we were talking about Bottle Rocket, and it wasn't your favorite, but I mean it's pretty easy to tell that it's. Wes Anderson's first movie, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson's first movie, Luke, Luke Wilson's first movie. Like, like I said, Owen Wilson and uh, Wes Anderson were in like, went to school together. 
they, mm-hmm. it's just um but owen wilson has been in a lot of his movies uh, a lot of the early ones like royal tenenbaum uh the life aquatic of steve zisu um bill murray's in a crap ton of them mm-hmm. from like royal tenenbaums um uh moon uh moonrise kingdom uh which with also has ed norton in it yeah um but yeah no i like that a lot tarantino's kind of the same with like brad pitt and uh some certain people yeah brad pitt samuel jackson leo um trying to think harvey keitel like he he is very consistent another another uh jason schwartzman is is in a whole bunch of um west hampton movie pretty much since rushmore yeah, Scorsese is, a, of course, like a, a good example of that Pacino, um, Pesci, De Niro, he, he's yep. very consistent with the, his same group. And another one that does it, I don't think anybody does it as well as Wes Anderson using the same people over and over because he doesn't put them in, he doesn't put people in typical roles. Like yeah. oh, the Owen Wilson you see, and I'm only using the two movies I've seen from yep. him but the role you see of owen wilson in bottle rocket versus the role you see him in grand budapest is so different and even like owen wilson from wedding crashers you couldn't imagine him being what he is like just an obscure side character in grand budapest hotel who was owen wilson in grand budapest again he had a very small role i believe um was he at the funeral or a funeral? I, no, 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 no. He was. I'm pulling up the cast right now to see. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Awesome. Hold on. Owen Wilson. Uh, he was um, M. Chuck, a Society of the Cross Cross Keys concierge. So he was like I think, just a hotel employee, like very small. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I remember that now. But but the Cohen brothers, I, I think, do it very good. They use um their their big one. Um their their two big ones, I'd say, would be Steve Buscemi, or their three, Steve Buscemi, John Goodman, and uh Francis McDormand's been in nine of their movies. I mean, wow. Um she she's in Fargo. Um yep. Jesus, I'm drawing a blank. I I I literally talked about this the other day. What what else she was in from the Cohen brothers? Um but but they they do um they're they're the same um using the same people and even like Frances McDormand's a great actress I love her but she's not even in like my favorite uh her her one of my favorite movies from her isn't even a uh Coen Brothers one it's I forget who directed it Wes Anderson movie Moonrise Kingdom no 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 I I I loved did you see three billboards outside Ebbing yeah with uh Sam Rockwell Martin Mark what Sam Rockwell was in it yeah the director was it like Martin McDonough. Martin, I think you're right. Bah, 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 bah. Um, yeah, Martin McDonough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed enjoyed that. Um, oh, but she's in the French Dispatch. She's yep. in um, um, again with the with the Cohen brothers. So she's kind of a crossover where she's been in Wes Anderson movies and in the Cohen brothers movies. Because she was in and McDonough has his own like kind of crowd people, if I'm not mistaken. I think. Yeah. See, like my favorite director is David Fincher. He's not like that. Like he's very different from like a Wes Anderson, I think, because with Fincher, he directs many different styles of movies. Um, it's kind of the same where it's like a thriller slash like mind-bending movie, a little bit like yeah. seven, uh, 
Seven, Fight Club. Club. He, he, he's done the Gone Girl. Um, yep. But none of his movies look the same. Wes Anderson, his always have like that same feeling. And he Tarantino kind of has the same like timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with Fincher, he doesn't typically use like a recurring, he doesn't have like a, a stable of people that he consistently uses. Um, he, he used Brad Pitt twice, I think, with uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button in seven. He used Ben Affleck in. Uh, oh, God, he did that. <laughs> he's directed like weird ones. Like, so he has seven and uh, I think Zodiac, which is one of my favorite movies. But then he, he also has the Curious Case of Benjamin I Button. Think. Mink stunk, I thought. Yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, uh, did you ever watch Mindhunter, the show? I did. I did. I, I was a big fan of We're that. season three, bro. We're season three. <laughs> He's, he, uh, what's his name? He's got another one coming out, uh, Fincher, the killer. And uh, yep. it doesn't say when. Oh, that's that's actually Brad Pitt's in that. And Cian Chafin. Oh, no, that's who it's produced by Pitt. So Chafin's his wife and Pitt's producing it. But it's with Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. That cast for uh, Tilda Swinton's awesome. Yeah. Um, that cast for Amsterdam is crazy. Is that the one with everybody? Not the Nolan one with everybody, but oh, this is the one with crazy. Bale, Margot Robbie, uh, Chris Rock, Michael B. Jordan, Anna Taylor Joy, De Niro. Holy shit! That's Michael crazy. B. Jordan or David? Uh, do you, Michael B. Jordan? John David Washington, right? I think they're both in it. Are they both in it? It literally just came up that he was in it. Now I'm looking at the cast and it says he's not. <laughs> um, uh, I need Taylor Joy, like guys, I think. Even guys down the end of the list. You've got Remy Malek, uh, yeah. Taylor Swift, and uh, Timothy Oliphant. So it, it, that's a loaded cast. Yeah. Uh, that's I'm, crazy. I'm curious about this one. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I think the trailer came out last week. When is this? So November fourth. Is it? It's pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Should, should what do you think about? Have you seen the trailer for that movie Bullet Train with Brad Pitt? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm it not. It feels like a. Series. No, it it feels like a streaming movie. Yeah, it just like it looks too busy for me. Doesn't look 2022 movie theater for me. Like they're. It looks like oh. they're, trying to, they're trying to mend too much. Like add so many like they're, they're trying to make it wacky to the point where you've got so many storylines going on and so many different characters coming in but i just don't think it's gonna work also where the crawdads sing i have not seen a movie more advertised than that that's not a studio film this year yeah I, that's another one like there's a lot of odd movies coming out this year have I, you heard of that movie. one though yeah I, i've seen commercials for it and i still don't fully but, understand dude it. all in one like within two days it was um advertise you know when uh like a roku was idle for a while they advertised mm-hmm. just random movies yeah that was on there it was on it was like every other ufc commercial i saw literally a billboard of it not like one of the electric ones that change an actual billboard of that movie so weird i mean i maybe they're really i don't know if they're trying to push that movie or uh daisy edgar jonas who is the main actress in that and she's i think like one of the next big actresses like she was in that movie fresh with sebastian stan yeah. um she was in normal people which that was a pretty popular show but it 
for a non-studio movie, they are shoving that down people's throats. Yeah, it, it's again, like I don't know what it's about either. Like I've read, I don't either. I've read the plot of it. Um, I've seen the commercials. I still don't fully understand it. And it's weird that like, you've got a lot of odd movies coming out in a year where it's like almost one of the most commercialized years we've seen in a while. Where you've got Top Gun, you've got uh, Lightyear, you've got Thor: Love and Thunder. You had a new Jackass this year, like. There are a lot of commercialized series or uh, series movies coming out this year, and yep. then you've got a movie like uh, like the, the Crawdads one, and um, there's a oh you had Elvis come out too this uh, this year the biopic and another Jurassic World so it, yep. it definitely I mean it's Sonic a, yeah it's a good year for movies I think overall because you're seeing a lot of movies uh, the other one that that's been doing great in the the box office is Black Phone is uh, yeah the Ethan Hawke movie. Yeah, have you seen that yet or no? Not yet. It looks good. I'm just like I'm a pussy when it comes to like yeah. scary movies, so I don't know if I'll go see it. I'm not, but it also doesn't look like a. I feel like that should also be like a streaming movie. Yeah, you know, streaming movie. Is it a magazine just about streaming? Yeah. How much does that cost you per month? It, it's not a subscription. I saw it at Barnes and Noble the other day. Oh. <laughs> What, what it, it, it's not outrageous for me to think that you were subscribed to a streaming magazine. I mean, I'm subscribed to like Variety and like Hollywood Reporter, but yeah. I mean, I would have if this was a subscription, I would complete. For those listening, it's like it's everything streaming right now. It's like what's coming out soon. It's like yeah. some behind the scenes, some interviews, like there's a uh, Jason Sudeikis interview for like Ted Lasso, the Sydney Sweeney interview in there. Like, I don't care about like all the like you get a magazine or something that's supposed to be about a certain topic. And like two thirds of that is like, like drama or crime or something totally unrelated to what you're buying. That's what, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I know what you're saying. Um, so I, I did an interview the other day with uh, the guy that runs the website. I write, we, we just talked movies. I brought up the question, um, kind of back on like directors and stuff. What are your thoughts on the like Tarantino rewrites of history? Cause he did the rewrite of, of uh, Inglorious Bastards where they, the way they kill Hitler, Django. I like how he does it. Yeah. Django somewhat of a rewrite. And then once upon a time, once upon a time in Hollywood is like 100% a rewrite because the you, Margot Robbie's character actually gets killed in real life. Um, yeah. By the cult. So I like it the way he does it because he's not trying to pass it off as actual history. Yeah. He makes which I feel like it's kind of what, what? Yeah, I was saying, he makes it like wacky enough where it's, you're like, Oh, this definitely didn't happen. Yeah. Like, but I feel like that, uh, what was that Lakers show? Oh, winning time. Winning time. Yeah. I feel like they try to pass it off as this is what happened. Yeah. They don't, I think maybe they give a disclaimer, but, no, but like, very short and quick they're not like oh this is natural history but they make it seem like it is the god's honest truth of history like they make jerry west in that seem like he's this angry racist the whole time and they make it seem like the lakers were this scrappy underdog team when they were beating the piss out of yeah. teams like night in and night out they made it seem like they would go on losing streaks like ups, ups and downs i don't think that lakers team that they covered lost more than two games in a row that whole season like that is no underdog story yeah it, it's it, it, so yeah i i completely agree with you on the on the fact that 
some people the way Tarantino does it is unlike any other because he does it where you you believe it in the movie but you also can separate what really happened in history to what happened in, in the three-hour movie you just watched yeah you're watching it for entertainment for that at least I feel like people could tune into something like winning time for example to try to learn about what happened hmm. like something like what Tarantino does is like influenced off of history not based on history yeah the 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 um I do like in Django how he uses like the modern music like I think there's Rick Ross playing in that like he uses Rick Ross in the soundtrack which is you know a, a pretty cool twist on that where you've got this badass character in Jamie Foxx playing Rick and you've got Rick Ross in the background while he's like shooting a musket or like a a a very like old pistol on on a horseback like stuff like that I find is very cool yeah I love it um did you like once upon a time in Hollywood I loved it I haven't watched any of I even like Reservoir Dogs like there's nothing that um Tarantino's direct like come out with that I'm like this is disgusting I'll turn it off like yeah which I, I mean it's a lot of people's perception of his films like yeah from- I just watched Reservoir Dogs for the first time like last weekend it, it, it is great I mean it's hilarious too yeah like, like the, the scene where they're not like the, the most famous is like the the Steve Buscemi not tipping the, the Mr. Pink like why it doesn't tip when they're yeah. getting the names um for like he's like why he's like why am i mr pink and he he tells him uh why is mr pink he uses a uh a, a slur that it, that wouldn't be a uh, great to use in the podcast he calls him that um yeah. he's like, I, don't know, I just be like mr purple he's like mr purple is already used for another job you're gonna be mr pink like he's just yelling at him it's an overall hilarious movie um with with, with a, a great cast too you've got Kaitel in it tarantino the the small parts that he's in at the yep. table it is kind of cool and then you got Buscemi like it's it was a it, that was a great movie I like that most of it takes place in that one room kind of mm-hmm. yep yeah yeah not, not a lot of it even when guys leave like you think that it's gonna follow yep certain guys when they leave and then it just completely stays on like the, just what's happening in that room that that was a great a great choice by uh Tarantino to do that you know with how many flashbacks are in that movie like a regular Tarantino movie, how the timeline kind of goes like not very uh, linear, but like mm. just all over the place. Reservoir Dogs is more like the rest of Tarantino's movies than what Bottle Rocket is to the rest of Wes Anderson's movies, in my opinion. Yeah. Like yes. what we were talking about, like what makes a Wes Anderson movie like, or stereotypically, like the colors, the centering, like there isn't much of that, I don't think. No, I I agree. It's he definitely focuses on that less than Wes Anderson. Like that's the Wes Anderson, like the special touch, I think. Yeah, having that because like Grand Budapest Hotel, I struggle a little bit following the storyline at first. It's confusing when they bring in a lot of characters and what's going on, but you're still like you don't lose interest because you're watching how pretty the screen is, the the beautiful. Yeah snow in front of this perfectly symmetrical bright pink hotel is just it is captivating to the eye yeah and the beautiful purple building <laughs> so have you started your letterbox account yet i haven't yet I honestly i forgot about it until just now so i'm sorry about that i i want to go through i've got i think 26 five-star movies out of like the the 250 i've done 
I want to go through and see kind of where you rate them just to see where we're at. Like, uh, I'll download this right now. Symmetry wise, see where we're at. I can read them off. I got them pulled up right here. So um, I've got 26. I've got the first one. I've got American Psycho at a five star. Where would you put that? Like five. Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal. I haven't seen that since it came out, but I'd say like four and a half, five. Yeah. Whiplash. Um, is it letterbox with a D at the end of it? Yeah. Okay. Whiplash. Four. What what bumps that from a five to a four for you? Um it's between a four and five, but I think it has to do with if I I went into it with too high of an expectation because I saw that one kind of late and I knew how much you loved it I knew how much a lot of people loved it and it's just really not what I thought it would be but I still love it I don't know if that makes sense that's understood no no I get I get that I completely get that that's how I felt with like uh Shutter Island a bit um I really enjoyed it but I was still kind of like it's it's really good I see that would be like a five for me (laughs) like yeah uh, I wonder I, one I recently I just watched that I thought was like unreal. Like, I really loved it. Was uh, Catch Me If You Can? Uh, yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah, it just got on Netflix. I it's been there for like, a bit, like about a year. Has I just saw it then? Like, I w- there's parts of that like I'm like laughing. Like it, it, it was a, a genuinely funny movie. Like when he's the movie's insane. It, it's it, it's great and it's crazy. That that's a true story. It kind of reminds me of the talented Mr. Ripley. I haven't seen that, but that popped up. Like so, right after I watched, yeah, you can. The next recommendation was the talented Mr. Ripley. I might watch. That watch too. it, and you'll see why. It, it's like the same semi, like the semi same uh, uh, concept, right? Similar. Look, Mr. Ripley is a bit creepier. Like I think uh, Catch Me If You Can is a lot more lighthearted. Leo's suave in that too. Like Leo is a. Uh, He's very like uh, he's confident in what he's doing. Like he's and he's charming as well. And you want him to win. That's kind yeah. of the same thing. Like yeah. yes. Who's the cop in that? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. What yeah. An awful, a god awful accent in that. I love it. He he likes comic books. He likes comic books. <laughs> he talked about the Yankees. Oh, it was his accent was his accent was so bad that it was like almost you you enjoyed Funny. it. Yeah 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 um next up i have i don't know if you've seen this one vision quest i love i love you you need to it's like the one sports i'm being sorry who 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 likes wrestling and hasn't seen vision quest i was gonna say i was like i was shocked when you said that see i just have it as a five star because it's the one movie yeah no wrestling the right way i think i I want i'm gonna send you a link um you know how people uh, like some other channels come out kind of like that those GQ ones I was talking about where like they have uh, like let's just say a certain fighter and he's watching certain fighting scenes yeah. and it's like does it look real or not uh, UWW had Jordan Burroughs watch like like Mario Lopez and Say by the Bell like just a bunch of like nice. little wrestling scenes and like different shows and movies and just like talking about if it was realistic or not yeah well, you should watch that me and my dad laugh every time. We're like, uh, if you watch a movie that has any sorts of wrestling, it's a fireman's carry and a lat drop yep. are the two moves that are like. That's exactly what JB said. Because it like the the they both are like so appealing to watch if you're not a fan of wrestling or don't know anything about it. It's like, oh my god, you just 
he just threw that guy right to his back. Oh my god, he just threw that guy over his shoulder. Like that is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. Um, uh, Vision Quest is definitely the best wrestling movie. It's kind of mm. about wrestling. Mm. Um, Foxcatcher is definitely the best movie mm. about like a wrestling story. Yeah, I'd say it's the best that has wrestling like involved, uh, like primarily. It, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, that is, that is probably the best wrestling related movie. Vision Quest does wrestling the best. Yep. Um, I, agree. Matt, I have Zodiac as a five. Five, yeah, for sure. The Dark Knight, the one with Heath Ledger. Five. I think I, I made the argument. I think that's the two best performances in any superhero movie ever. Heath Ledger? Ledger and Bale in that. Yeah, did you, you probably saw that Chris, uh, Christian Bale said he would only come back as Batman if Nolan directed it. I love that. That's dope. Please, please, Christopher Nolan, please, please give us this. Um. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Like, you mean like uh, best duo? Like, bet? What do you mean? I no, I think it's like the best acting performance in like a superhero movie. You get, I think Ledger is one, Bale, and that is two. Yeah, no, and then okay, I'd say yeah. like the second best villain performance would be, um, Cillian Murphy in uh Batman. Scarecrow. Yeah, he's great. There's a story I read. He was like choice 1b to be batman um behind bale and i don't think i knew that they wanted him so bad they were like you can be the scarecrow like we want you that i knew yeah, yeah, yeah. in this movie like you will be the villain like we really like you but it uh, the franchise would be so different if you had murphy playing batman instead of bale and i think that was his first like continuous role killing yes. murphy yeah have you that, seen yeah, yeah. Binders yet I have not. I, I'm, I'm going to wait until it's all out and binge it. I'm on Better Call Saul right now. Where are you at on that? Season, I think I'm end of season three, beginning of season four. All right. Um, Piggy, I think it is all out. Is it? I wasn't sure. I know my dad. I think the it. last season just got put on Netflix, which I have to watch. All right, then I'll watch that once I finish Better Call Saul. All right. I had Up as a five-star, the Pixar movie. Absolutely. It, it's i i say that or ratatouille are like the two best pixar animated movies i agree like just um, storyline they're very original like it's two original ideas yeah uh i like inside out inside out's very good i have that as like a four and a half that's a very good movie yeah that's like a, get a deep meaning too like it, it's that's very good pretty original Mm. It reminds me of uh, the episode of uh, Ned's Declassify School Survival Guide. I, I know exactly what episode you're talking about. Yeah, when, when the uh, and Cookie's Head, right, or something? Yes. Uh, what, what, that, was a, that was an awesome show to watch. Like, you'd see that like on, uh, like on TV, like if you'd hit Guide and like you'd scroll yeah. across, you'd see like three hours of that. You, would, you were <laughs> pumping your fist. Like you were so fired up to see that. Love it. Um, I have Social Network. Five? Yeah. Yep. I think that's Tarantino's favorite film that came out of like this decade or something or last I'd decade. Argue, I'd argue, I think it's 2010. So I think I'd say it's okay. Then that the best yeah. movie of the 2010s. I like, yeah. I'd argue that. Yeah. Um, prisoners. I haven't seen that. That's a good one. If you like the mind twist and it's a good cast. Yeah. Too. Hugh Jackman, Paul Dano and Gyllenhaal. 
that's newer, right? Like 2014 or something? Yeah. Tw- oh, 2014 or 2013, I think. 13. I think it's on Hulu. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. That's a good one. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, wait. Oh, five. I was, I was thinking of the uh, new one. No, no Way Home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I also put it there because I had low expectations going into it. And was just like blown away. Of which one? Into the Spider Verse. Did you watch it when it just came out, or like? No, I watched it like a year later. I was like, okay. I was like, I don't know how I feel. And you had low expectation. That movie was like hyped as hell. I, I didn't know how I'd feel about the animated. I was like, I, it was like one night during COVID. I was just bored. I was like, I'll throw this on, and I was like pleasantly surprised. I was, I loved it. Do we have another book, Brett? Yeah. <laughs> Brett is going to grab another book. He grabbed his Wes Anderson book uh, once tonight. Um, now we, I, I don't know what bo- uh, book we're, we're, we're going to grab here now. <laughs> oh my, that is sick. Okay, that is awesome. Uh, we need like a, we need to make a video on the book collection here. <laughs> we really do. Make that. We'll throw that up on the YouTube. That would be so sick to have. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun, actually. Maybe like a little TikTok or something um next i have the original star wars that came out in 1977 yeah five and then i also have um the empire strikes back okay um i have end of watch yep oh oh that's a tearjerker at the end oh my that like movie can like i think that's a really like almost perfect movie just by the length of it too they don't like they go the full length giving you stuff but they also don't try to stretch it i like how they that's one of those movies that um you see but part of the camera of the mm-hmm. yeah who's it's, the who's the little, hispanic actor in that movie um oh because he's in a cop he's in he's in crash movies, uh, michael like pena yeah he's great anna kendrick's good in that too i her biography's over there <laughs> oh my do you really have an anna kendrick biography yeah. Brett is, going to grab, Brett is going to grab Anna Kendrick's biography now. He grabbed a movie about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Wes Anderson's filmography. Now we're getting the Anna Kendrick biography. This has got to be the most shocking one. It's the one I'm reading right now. <laughs> is it good? It's really good. No, I, it's... Uh, I actually really recommend it. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm, I, I'm, in a, I'm between books right now. I finished The Sopranos book. I've got uh, I'm, I've got a couple on my shelf here right now. I've got TV, the book. I've got like I started that is a pretty good one. That that's one you might like. This one's kind of cool that I got the other day. Um, it's all like for certain actors and how you would know them by. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's like, um, uh. Like John C. Riley, yeah. where it gives you like a description of him, and there's like a timeline on the bottom of like some of his work and where you might have seen him. I like that. That's actually that's yeah. a great idea. Got it for like five bucks at a used bookstore. That's a, that's a good deal. Got that one and uh, full of secrets, and it's like kind of Valley like Twin Peaks. Um. Next, I've got the King of Comedy, Robert De Niro, directed by Scorsese. Have you seen that one? Yeah, are we still on the fives? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was confused because I'm like, only a four? <laughs> That's such an underrated movie. And he is, he like, I love in that how even in his mind, like, he's a hack. Like, he's, it, like, when he signs the autograph for the girl, like, when they're, like, at dinner, when he's imagining it at dinner, he's like, oh, uh, Mr. Pupkin's my father's name. Like, it's such a bad joke, but even he's, like, in his mind, he's not a good comedian. I think it's just yeah. so funny. Have you seen Primal Fear? Uh, I have not. That's another, is that a Scorsese one? No, but it's Ed Norton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, okay. Ed Norton and uh, Richard Gere. Richard Gere, Francis who McDormand's looks like. Too. What? I said Francis McDormand's in this one, too. Yeah. Uh, is she? I think small, smaller role. She's like at the end of the, the cast. Laura Lenny's in that one. She's, mm-hmm. uh, you know who that is? Yeah. From Ozark? Yep, yep. That's pretty sweet. We started collecting these little books, too. Like, these little travel series. Like, uh... So, like, they're by, um... Wiltsome. We grabbed the New England one and the Manhattan one. It's, like, cute little, like, uh... Travel guide size. They're really cool. And it's, like, um... Food, um sightseeing just different things you can do i like that that's a pretty cool that's a good idea another good idea for a book yeah and the perfect pocket size yeah um i got a handful more i have good fellas as a five fight yep. club is a fight club is a five yep um i have super add bad casino to that what at casino to five i that's so i haven't seen casino okay so let me know uh, that's another one i've heard it's like 1A, 1B, Goodfellas Casino for, like, mob movies. Or, like, that and The Godfather, too. Yeah. Um, Super Bad, I have as, like, my favorite comedy ever. Yep. Um, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. American Beauty. Yep. No Country for Old Men. Shawshank. Tim, I like Tim Robbins a lot, but, like, I feel like he's not as popular... I feel like he should be more popular or more famous for being like freaking the main character of Shawshank. Like it's literally like the the, the show is stolen by by Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is. Yeah. Because it's even, crazy. Like one movie that's critically kind of like the best movie ever. Hmm. The main character, you say Tim Robbins to like 10 people, and nine of them are like, who? who? Yeah. 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 No, no, I, I agree with that. And like the, the, the only other place they made known for, I think he's in the rookie. Mystic River. And then, yeah, and I was going to say Mystic River also. Yeah. But even in that, like, he looks so different in Mystic River. Like, he's more bloated in that. Like, yeah, and even that, like he's shined by Sean Penn. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. Did Sean Penn win an Oscar for that? I don't know. I, th- I, think, I thought he did. I don't know. Um, seven. Yep. Inglorious Bastards. That's. Is that early in Brad Pitt? Very early. It's, that's nineteen. That's crazy. What was that? I said that's nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, like you ever seen Cool World with Brad Pitt? No. Watch that movie. Is it good? No. Was it <laughs> terrible? It's. It. It's. It's insane. <laughs> So his I think first, his, his first big one was Thelma and Louise. So that came out in 91. 
And then Cool World was 92. Yep. That movie's wow, insane. Wow, this looks awful. Oh, my God. It's insane. When I first saw that and I saw that Brad Pitt was in it, I'm like, I'm ready for a freaking ride. What is this? It's incredible. It's illegal to have sex with those things in the movie. The uh, Like the cartoon characters. It, it should be illegal to just like have sex with cartoon characters in general. I'm fine with that rule. Um, Preach their own. <laughs> um, wow, that looks bizarre. I'm def- I'm going to watch that. I think it's like free on Tubi. That's what it was on like when I watched it like two years ago. You think he's proud of his performance in that? Absolutely. What do you think got him off the ground? <laughs> I'd say Thelman Louise. <laughs> I completely disagree. Um, and then my final two, I have Monsters, Inc. Yep. And then this is just a, a more... You, like probably shouldn't be a five star, but I just love it so much. Uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. <laughs> the I, classic. I, I I love Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. That and like I have the Christmas one at a, a four point five, and I think the Halloween one at a four point five. All right. Did you have to watch that in elementary school or anything? Had to. I got to watch that. I had the privilege Apologies. to watch that in elementary school. Apologies. Um, I, I do want to give you my uh. But before we move on to, to the Big Ten stuff, I want to give you my low, my lowest rated. I have okay. Balls Got Out. It. I have Balls Out. What is that? It's a tennis movie with the guy that played Stifler, um, Sean William Scott. It is – it's on HBO Max, so try and slog. He's in so many bad movies. Oh. Um, and Twormers too. Oh, so like, – he is the king of just shitty movies. That's him, right? That's who you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I like him though. That's what sucks. Um, Ocean's Eight, the one that they did, just like with all women. yeah, the one with like, Rihanna and yeah. I was like, why are we doing this? Like, um, I don't I hate it. The new Borat, I thought was awful. I never seen um, it. The Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I that was just yeah. fucking. You said he would come. You see, uh, oh wait, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, Chris Evans would come back as Human Torch. Eh. He, said, he said he's more likely to come back as Human Torch than uh, Captain America. So, so I don't like them coming out with Captain America 4 without Chris Evans. I don't know. Like, yeah, change the name I, of the movie. I like Anthony Mackie doing it, but he should, I love Anthony. Own, he should get his own, like, movie yeah. series. Call it the Falcon. I don't know. Yeah, or even, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, the way they're doing it is that he is the new Captain America. So it's, I don't. It, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Jack and Jill. Great movie. Uh, Daddy's Home 2. I don't hate it. I don't I hate that movie. I like Daddy's Home 1. I thought 2. What was... it? <laughs> With John Cena? <laughs> um, would you give it like a half star? I'd give it a 2. Like no no fucking chance. Okay, but it depends. What would you give a two? Um, so some of my twos I have like Black Mass, Ted Two, I haven't seen that. Um, Twenty Two Jump Street. Um, you know the people that uh, produced um, Spider Man: The Multiverse wrote Twenty Two Jump Street, wrote and directed that. I mean, Twenty Two Jump Street wasn't bad, but I was like, we didn't need the sequel. But like, I. 
why, uh, do some research on Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. These two dudes that did uh, like the Lego movies. They did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, 21 Jump Street. Those guys are great. Um, and then I also have in, in the half star category, Rocky Balboa, I think is awful. I like that movie. I love it. And then movie 43. But that's supposed to be bad, right? <laughs> like, I know. That's why I gave it the uh, the, the bad. I, I was like, it's supposed to be bad, and they did a good job making it absolutely awful. I don't even know how to explain that movie to someone. Yeah, it's... You can't you really... It, nor do I want to. No. Yeah, so these guys wrote and directed Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. 21 and 22 Jump Street, they directed. Directed, yep. Um, the Lego movie... Lego Batman. They produced, written for it. That's pretty cool. And they they're right. They're producing one called Cocaine Bear. About Love it. The, I think it's about the bear that uh ate all the. Oh no, this is like they're oh they're making this like a horror movie. I think because there was a story. Oh no, so this is about it. It's inspired by the true story of an American bear that ingested a duffel bag full of cocaine in 1985. So I think they're turning this to like where the bear doesn't die immediately. They're making it like a uh, actual horror movie where this bear is literally the most dangerous thing alive. Those guys are pretty cool. Listen to their uh, podcast on Smartless. Smartless is the podcast with, uh, you know what that is? Is that the one with um, Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean yes. Hayes. Great combo. Real, okay, yeah, I'll give that. They a, just yeah. had Jeff Bridges on. That was their most recent oh, one. Jeff Bridges is great. He's and great. they just had Jenny Slade on, who uh, is the uh, she's playing that Marcel the Shell. Mm. I want to see that. that Jenny right. Slate. Yeah, no, no. Now you you, you said it. it rings a bell. Now, no, I know who it is. Okay. Um, so let's move over to uh, the Big Ten. Adding USC and UCLA, I'm guessing, like, so they primarily did this um, for football. Um, yep. that, that's kind of the primary driving force behind it because conference realignment in football is occurring. Um, and it's going to be a very big thing once uh, all these teams do realign into different conferences. Um, it's going to change the whole landscape of college sports. But with them moving to the Big Ten, they're taking every sport with them as well. They're they're now becoming full-time members of the Big Ten. So that means basketball, baseball. Um, I don't know if they have hockey programs yet. They probably are going to get hockey programs because the Big Ten is a massive hockey conference. The Big Ten is also the number one producer of wrestling in all of collegiate sports. So uh, it, it's been reported. Um, we're not still like nothing set in stone yet, but they did get approved. Both universities uh, did get approved for uh, college wrestling programs. Does that mean they're going to get them? It doesn't mean anything yet, but that could mean college wrestling coming to LA, which would be pretty awesome. Can I say one more movie thing? And I was listening. Yes, yes, so yes. I opened right. up Letterboxd and the first one that came up was Tenet. Uh-huh. It's like a three or four. All right. Continue. <laughs> no, no, no. So you, you, what, where, what are we thinking? Like college wrestling coming to LA, the West Coast, like <clears throat> at least collegiate wise, isn't strong with wrestling. I think the furthest north. Dude, I love it. Like there's Oregon like State, 
Like, and then you've got Cal Poly. You've got a handful of teams, Bakersfield. Yeah, the best – yeah, I'm not talking crap about this team, but the best college wrestling team in California shouldn't be Stanford. I forgot forgot about Stanford. No, no, you're completely right, though. Like, it's just weird for a team – like, for a state as big as California, which produces so many, like, incredible wrestlers – which none of them stay in state for the most part. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy that your best team in that humongous state is probably below average. Like, yeah. yes, they come out like Shane Griffith is an anomaly right now for Stanford. Like, I hope they stay on that track. Mm-hmm. And having uh, uh, Coach Cole and Chenzo and all them, and uh, Ryan Deacon just went over to Stanford um i did not know that yeah he's going to be training at their rtc now um like they're definitely building that program to you know maybe the influence of stanford might actually uh i don't know might persuade one of those teams to uh pick up a wrestling program to kind of like i don't know kind of like prove that wrestling is big in california and i don't know like it's a there's probably a market there um you know i think you made the 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 correct point and really to me the only one that matters in this argument is that you have a state that's top 10 probably in production of 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 wrestlers in in the nation and you are letting 99 percent of those great wrestlers walk right over state lines into pennsylvania into michigan into ohio into new jersey into the whole midwest like you are losing out on some of the most talented athletes uh, in high school and that are going to be national champs, why not throw it wrestling? We, we went over this when Stanford was losing their program or potentially losing it. Wrestling doesn't really cost you a ton of money. No. Add this program. And now you just have more banners to hang. Like it would be so great to see. And now you get like, if they were able to get a, a good or like a, even a storied coach in there, to maybe like somebody in retirement come out of retirement or a guy that's that would just be a great fit there. You're going to get great recruits to stay in, in state and go to a school in Los Angeles, which is a yep. pretty good selling point. Like there, this is a perfect storm to build a very, two very powerful programs. Yeah. I know you said exactly what I was going to say. Like when these programs like little rock or uh, um, what's that one in a, uh... Uh, was a tennis. Uh, oh, um, UT Chattanooga. No, I didn't mean to say Tennessee. Uh, turn to the B. Binghamton. Nope, not that one. Baker's it doesn't matter. No, it's a new D one team. We had this guy. Uh, whatever. Um, it's not like a common or you know even let's just say what Presbyterian. Cal Baptist. Belling, Bellingmer. Oh, Bellarmine. Bellarmine. That's what I'm thinking of. Where is that again? I believe it's in Ohio. Maybe I don't mean Bellarmine. Oh, Kentucky. Wow. Kentucky. Then that, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah. a school like Bellarmine, a school like Little Rock, Little Rock. Like these are programs that were very happy that they're like, you know, that more wrestling programs are being created. But who wants to? I'm, I'm not like I'm sorry for people from Little Rock, sorry for people from Louisville, 
I don't want to go there. Like you said, like Stanford building like their uh, RTC program right now, like having being in California is a pretty good selling point. Have you seen how much more tan Chenta was gotten since moving to California? <laughs> it is insane. He Ryan D gets a new too, shade like, of tan within a year. He was like Italian tan before that. Now he's just, he's California now he's, tan. Now he's San Diego tan. Yes, yes. So a little good news, a, a little straight away from the UCLA-USC conversation. Some good news about schools getting added. Um, so LIU, Presbyterian, and Little Rock added programs in 2019. Cal Baptist and Augustana. I believe Augustana is in Minnesota. Um, Cal Baptist, obviously, California. They're adding programs this year. And Morgan State is adding a program in 2023-2024. So Cal Baptist, didn't they join a while ago, but now is the first year that they could compete? Um, this is just saying that they're a new program. Or they're making the jump to Division One. So, is there yeah, a different maybe, California team that just got um, approved for D one not too long ago? Ooh, I don't know. CSU Bakersfield been there for a while, right? Yeah, like, Bakersfield Poly. They they've been there for a while now. I'm Bakersfield is uh, Stephen Neal, right? Yes. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's kind of more interesting to just think about where you know, what Big Ten and uh, SEC is doing. And it's kind of interesting in the long run how that could affect wrestling. Like with both of those conferences obtaining schools left and right, and really they're going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a strong possibility that in 10, 15 years, there might not be an NCAA. And I don't know how that – well, is that – yeah, it's just going to be conferences and it's going to a conference championship it's just going to be as prestigious as ncaa and i don't know how that's going to affect wrestling like i mean big 10 probably could strive on its own but when it comes to wrestling but when all like uh eawa pac 10 pack or uh pretty much everything else big 12 that's really going to hurt all of them well well the 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 first case you're going to kind of see it is with oklahoma for they made the jump to the SEC for football, and I, I assume that's for all athletics as well. Like, the, re, the, the driving force behind it was to go for football. Now yep. you're going over there. So what does that do to wrestling? Who they compete with for a conference championship? Will they still be able to stay in the Big 12 for just wrestling? Like, how does that all yep. work out? That, that is going to be a big question for uh, – When did that happen? Um, last year it got announced. So they make the move, I think, in 2024, 2025. Wow, what is going to happen? <laughs> Unless the SEC, which the South adding wrestling would be awesome. If you had University of Florida, if you had Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Tennessee having wrestling, that would be so awesome. That would be amazing. You know, that's already going to – SEC for wrestling would probably already be a powerhouse, but it's still going to hurt the already existing Big 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the – the Big Ten, whether the SEC gets wrestling, if they get wrestling, the Big Ten still reigns supreme at least for 10 years after that because you still have how storied Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, how uh, Iowa. They always will. Un- unless, like, the SEC starts ramping it up, they start producing a lot of guys that go on to great Olympic careers or national championships. Then you'll see it kind of even out a little bit, but the Big Ten for at least 10, 15 years, if the SEC adds wrestling, will reign supreme for recruits. Then the Big 12 just completely takes the back burner. Because if you're a college kid, where would you rather wrestle? 
Cheyenne, Wyoming, or Gainesville, Florida, or yeah. Houston, Texas, or honestly, Athens, none of those, Florida. but or 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 uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Like there, there's, I know they're not the most appealing schools in the South, but they're better than Cheyenne, Wyoming. I don't like Gainesville. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot and sweaty. Yeah, they're gross there. They're gross. Are you saying the people of Gainesville are gross? Listen, I was in Orlando. People in Gainesville, they're just subpar. Just going to leave it at that. Just subpar individuals. That is a they're great, just... like, like a kind of muted insult. Just calling up like them, uh, you're, sub, you're subpar people. They're kind of like not. They're, they're, kind of they're just, just a lot different. What? So they're kind of just like not people. Yeah, just they're actually just walking alligators. It's wild. <laughs> and that would be great. How how awesome would a recruiting video of like the kids like posing with gators be? Like that oh, that would be so sweet. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> it would be terrifying, but it would bring recruits in. Wrestling kids are out of their mind. They'd be biting everyone. Uh, you were on the team then. What Mark Finnegan? Um, name drop. Um, by uh, I think it was our freshman or sophomore year, some acu- some kid accused him of biting him while he was wearing a mouth guard. So like the ref came over at the end of the match and he was like, "Did you bite him?" Mark opens his mouth as a mouth guard, and there is like, "What? Like, <laughs> how would I even do this?" <laughs> That's gonna be tough. So like, did, I wonder if the kid actually felt like a bite or something that could have been perceived as a bite, or if he was lying. I, I lying think he was is- Lying is more more believable, but if he was like, I felt something like a bite, then it's like, well, what was it then? What like, yeah. what what could it have been if Mark's got this bulky mouthpiece in and this kid felt a bite? Like that is concerning, it, it just in general. No, no, nothing will be Nick Miller throwing up on a kid. Um, <laughs> and, and he was like, yeah, I don't know where the throw up came from. Coach Flynn's like, yeah, no, Nick, you threw up. Like it's on his back. Like the kid didn't like, throw up and gator roll in his own vomit like you you throw up on his back next like, I, I don't know what you're talking about I, I don't know what you mean or, or anything from zach purdue bizarre he like I hissed it. he hissed at ragno one day <laughs> oh that was the weirdest that was that also was, subpar <laughs> oh that was a subpar moment subpar moment but yeah, I hope we see more college wrestling programs. It, it all comes back to I don't care who's adding them. I'd love to see more, but adding two programs in L.A., even if they added one, if USC decided to or UCLA. But that would also turn into, if both teams added it, one of the biggest rivalries in wrestling across town. Yeah, it is so Wrestling cool. rivalry is – like you see – like we've seen how heated like the, the Springfield, Western New England, AIC, the city duels get – how heated would two massive division one programs that hate each other in basketball and football get in a sport where it, it like wrestling, that would be intense beyond belief. Yeah. And yeah, that'd be incredible. But you know what I'm like, you said, I'm very happy and I really want more teams to add wrestling just like um, the, those were USC and what was the other one? Sorry. UCLA. UCLA. Um, this is just, why is it University of California Los Angeles? Terrible name. That's god awful. 
my favorite is like the state schools um like uh boise state it's like boise's not a state what are, what are we doing what are we, what are we, what are we like all, all the schools we play for like our football conference it's like bridgewater state westfield state plymouth state i'm like these aren't states what are we doing what what is this silliness i love it um but you know with all these programs i also want them to have success yes. like i don't want these teams to you know for there to be so much hype and excitement around them to ha- finally be introduced into D1 and they're like 0-13 in duels and don't have one qualifier. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm not saying like right off the bat, like mm. that's not abnormal for these five, teams. That, yeah. Like I don't want them to be a sacred heart. Like I love I, me some Connecticut, but I don't honestly think UCLA or USC would have an issue just because of I don't think so either, but I'm saying like overall, yeah, no, no, I completely I, – I get that. Um, speaking of Sacred Heart, wrestling Iowa in Albany in November. They wrestled Penn State this year. I know. So what do you think the final score will be? Uh, how many pins? Um, do they, I don't know. Okay, so do they win a match? No. No, it's how will they either get pinned, texts, or majors? Like it's gonna be like forty-two to zero or something. I don't know. That's not bad. It's not bad. They don't Six, Sixty-zero would be all pins. So yeah, I don't know. Forty-five. I want. Wait, is it only? The, is it only them? Like I liked what uh they did with Sacred Heart, where it was Sacred Heart and Oregon in the same night. Um. I'm checking CT wrestling online because they because if it's just Sacred Heart versus Iowa in Albany, everyone's going to go home in 45 minutes. No, 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 no. They should just have best two out of three. That'd be incredible. I literally just saw it. Um, Sacred Heart to challenge Iowa in November in Albany. To challenge Iowa, okay. They're they're fucking getting challenged. They're getting challenged. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to see if they if they're uh, wrestling anybody else. I don't know why it's in Albany. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. Why not try to pack out Sacred Heart if you can do it? That, yeah, that's really weird. So the Pioneers they wrestle Lehigh first. Um, they could win a couple of those, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't I mean, say I, if they're wrestling anybody else. I mean, if this if it's just Iowa, I mean, I'm down to go still. Like, oh, definitely. I'm down to go. I'm down to see them get their ass whooped. But you know, they did win a match against Penn State last year. Uh, what was like one fifty-seven or something? I honestly have no clue. It, it just gives the final score forty-seven-three. Oh, it, I think it was maybe Bo Bartlett. Maybe one forty-one. Oh, really? Jesus. Christ. I don't remember. Oh, I got to check. Hold on. Is that, is What's that your guess? Bartlett? I'd say now that what? you brought Bo Bartlett, I, I'd say uh, that makes sense. I definitely could be wrong, though, but I feel like it was a very close match. I think I watched that with Zoe. <laughs> must have been real. That must have been entertaining television right there. It was so bad. It wasn't even on like Big Ten. It was on Rockfin. Jesus. Um, um no, he won. 
157. Yeah, and they'd even have like a – who was their starter then? Joey Blummer. Yeah. This kid looks like a scrub. That was before Brady Berge came back. Yeah, so he the kid won eight to three. I mean, it was a, it's a good win, eight to three. Wait, Bergie won sixty five. I don't know. No, he didn't. I don't know. <laughs> Bergie went sixty five, I think, for a little bit, but then he went fifty seven for Nationals. Uh, yeah, 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 no, that makes sense. Because him and Caleb Young wrestled each other like thirty times. Old man Caleb Young. Old man Brady Bergie. How do you get out of like a full time job as a assistant coach and go back to college wrestling? That's the dream right there. What are you talking about? It is the dream right there. I love it. I think one of his first matches would have been against one of the South Dakota State kids. That would have been awesome. Like, you're literally coaching this kid all year long, and then you just have to end up wrestling him. Yeah. But, yeah, so that'll do it for us. Now we've got the interview with friend of the program, Phoenix Jack. He will be at YTH Fest this this Saturday, uh, July 16th. So make sure you go check him out there. But uh, here is Phoenix. All right, now joining the show, we got on friend of the program, third appearance, first actually virtual, uh, first, first. first appearance, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but Phoenix Jack joining the program once again. Phoenix, what's, what's going up? On? Not much, just you know, working, you know, doing, yeah. doing the whole life thing. So, yeah, but I'm excited to be here. It's been way too long. I know, I know. I feel like it's so, been like over a year almost. Uh, yeah, because I think the last time we did it, you came in. It was right before Brett moved. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was in the spring. It was, it was definitely pre pre Joey Chestnut interview. Yeah, it, it was definitely pre Chestnut. that. That's like my life will be defined as before that interview <laughs> and after that interview. It, it's uh, it, it's one like, for the books. It, it's BC before Chestnut. That's what they're gonna be calling it in the history. Exactly. Books. Exactly. So you've got your new song coming out, Heartless, which Absolutely. I have to say the, mo- the thing that got me the most excited was the uh, cover art for it. I thought it was pretty cool. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I liked it a lot. Is that what you're uh, – because this is the first cover art, if I'm not mistaken, that isn't um, – the Hibiscus one didn't have you on it, but uh, – Yeah, uh, but that's, other songs I took that off of Spotify. You. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, so your other songs had you on the cover. What was uh, – the thought process not putting you like yourself on uh, as the cover art like yeah, you've done so in the past. A lot of people are, are gonna think I made this up, but I promise this is like a totally true story. So mm-hmm. I actually that picture the of the of the uh the building with all the with the cool mural on it. Yeah. I actually took that photo myself in like 2018 or 2019. Okay. Like way, way, way before the music. Yeah, And at that point, I was, like, starting to, like, kind of, like, ooh, I kind of really want to do music, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I saw it, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, this would be cool on, like, an album cover or something. Yeah. And I wasn't even thinking for me at the time, but I would just – I thought to, like, take a picture of it because I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was – I, like – when I started doing it, I, I found that picture back in my camera roll, and I was like, wow, I really need to do something with that. Because, like, I wouldn't have taken that picture if I didn't think it would be a cool album art, but – Right. Basically, and that was the first. This is like my first album cover that I've made actually mm-hmm. well. So like, I I did the watch show one, but I think that one actually looks kind of trash. It's it's cool. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Trey Breezy came on the podcast before, and like he makes his all his album covers, and like you could see like the progression between his how it went from like 
his first one that I brought up to him was like he put like four emojis. He was like, Yeah, I just know how to make cover art. So I kind of here like Drake. Yeah, and then he had like a cool one where it was like it, one of his most recent ones is like two cars like upside down, like parallel driving on a street. So like it progresses. This one I I oh, I personally cool. love it. I thought somebody made it because I know you put out like on Instagram the like the feeler for yeah. like, can any like does anybody make cover art and yeah I, I, was, I assumed this was one that somebody else made no so i've been tr- i've been like trying to get because a lot of my friends do digital media but they're all really busy and i get yeah. that but like i like need this art because i have another song that i have coming out that okay i like need to drop by a certain date because i'm really hyped about it mm-hmm. so i was like i really got to put heartless out because this song needs to come out like asap so i ended up just getting tired of like trying to get people to do it and you know playing the waiting game so i was just like you know what screw it i'm just gonna do it myself yeah i feel like i I, at the end of the day like no one's gonna do my vision better than me like so i was just like this is probably the best way to do it from here on out anyways but um do you think yeah i just got tired i just was like screw it i'm just doing it myself and i went i literally downloaded some like dark web like photoshop (laughs) apps that was free yeah, it was just like screw it, we're going in. I added like some filters. I put some text on it. I actually the, the original picture that's not mm-hmm. fully what the there's like a thought bubble that the guy has. Yeah, that's actually not what it usually or says fully in the original picture. So, but yeah, I just changed up some minor stuff. But honestly, full credit to the the whoever made that mural. The I think his name is D Face. He's a big okay. um he's a big artist in Vegas area, but yeah he that that mural was insane and all he has a lot of murals on that same strip in vegas and they're all yeah. beautiful do, do you think that the the mural that you took the picture of that you're using do you think that conveys um kind of like what the song is because absolutely so it, okay so it's the guy kind of uh like a two-faced character kind of where he's missing one eye he's got the other eye doesn't have a nose which uh it is it's a little bit concerning yeah, yeah you know i'm a little worried for him yeah he's got his head down and then he's got the uh it is like hands on his face and the thought bubble so you think that conveys uh kind of like it matches the song it, it, absolutely like, and uh, um i mean the song is called heartless so mm-hmm. you could probably kind of guess that it's you know a big a song about like a huge heartbreak or something yeah. like like a heartbreak or you know someone's like really screwing you over or something like that um, it's a really emotional song, and I think that the cover art really displays that, especially, I think, in the bubble, it says, I gave her my heart, and she left me for dead, was what it originally said, mm-hmm. and I th- that whole, like, blurb, like, kind of spoke to me, so I was like, wow, this is kind of the perfect theme for what I'm singing about in Heartless, and the Heartless is like a, it's gonna be like an R&B type of, yeah. almost like synth wave R&B type of song, so, gotcha. um, I think it's going to be really cool. And a lot of times, like, especially when I make cover arts or get cover arts, I literally will like put the cover art on my computer screen and play a song on repeat. Mm-hmm. And if at any time I feel like what's being portrayed on the screen doesn't match what I'm singing, I'll yeah. change it or I'll do something to doctor it because I feel like cover art is so important. Yes. Cause I mean, if you love a song a lot, you're, you're going to be looking at the cover art all the time. Like, mm-hmm. So I feel like anything visual, like obviously being a musician is all about how you sound. That's what a lot of people think of, but there's a huge part of being a musician. That's how you look as well. And right. 
your image. So I feel like cover art kind of goes in with that too. So yeah, cover art's super important to me. I, I, I like it a lot. I'm, I'm excited for this. So it's coming out on in on Friday, actually. So this yeah, is, it's coming out this week. By the time this episode drops, the, the song will be out. Um, so well, what kind of can we expect from this song? Like, other than like that R&B kind of synth wave sound. Yeah. Um, with obviously a love or a, a scorned type of message. What, what yeah. else can we expect that, may, that, you know, you may not hear in the first listen? stuff that's uh, kind of behind the scenes yeah um well this is it's this is a tr- sorry it's a true story about stuff that it's actually like about things that i've done mm-hmm. and about certain sp- very specific situations actually yep. in, in terms of like exes and all that um there's a lot of symbolism in the second verse especially mm-hmm. i don't want to give too much away but i will tell yep. you if you listen to it you might send a, a, send an angry drug text to your ex, maybe. So just keep that in mind before you listen to it, you know. <laughs> All right. So you're coming on, with, uh, obviously, to talk about your new song. But you, we also got not one, but this is the first time we're doing it. We're doing two drafts today. Uh, oh, yeah. So we've got uh, last time, if you if you listen to the recent JR Specs uh, interview, um, we did the Build a Hip Hop Song draft, which, you know, was a blast. Um, so we're doing that one again, but first we're going to start off with one that you actually did last time you were in, uh, Summer Songs. So uh, last time we did the Summer Songs for 2021, now we got 2022. Um, we're going to do again five songs, bounce it back and forth uh, between one another, um, but just songs that, you know, fit the summer vibe. Um, ones that you're going to put on your car, the beach, if you're hanging out, just need Absolutely. to put that summer vibe and then... Again, make sure you're voting on the polls on Instagram at my parents' office uh, on who wins not just this this draft, but the build a song draft as well. So, uh, because you're the guest, you'll have the number one pick for this draft. Uh, what a lot is right uh, on this? What is the top choice for you here? Ooh, the top choice. We're gonna throw this one back a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Hotel California by the Eagles. I've been I've been on a big retro wave as of late, so mm-hmm. and that even with hip hop, we're gonna get into that too. I yep. can't wait to flame you on these rounds. Oof. I, I like that Hotel California pick though, because that's uh it's one that's not gonna come up as much when you like think of summer songs, but it fits that because it's uh it like it, it has a lot of ups and downs throughout the song, slow absolutely uh get, gets a little quicker, great lyrics too. It's one that a lot of people know too, so if it comes on people are going to sing along to it. So I do like that. There you go. Exactly. And that guitar. Oh, mm. it's so beachy feeling. Yep. Yep. Um, so my first overall pick, I'm going to go, I've been on a big uh, indie slash like alt rock type of kick. Oh, I'm gonna save alt rock for like the fall, but I've been on a big Arctic monkeys, uh, backseat lovers type of kick right now. So I'm going to go with the, the big hit from the backseat lover. I'm going to backseat lovers. I'm going to go with Kilby girl. Uh, okay it, it's one that uh actually huge hue balls showed it to me oh he, uh, he put yeah, me on to yeah, that yeah. and i've kind of just been going on like they don't have a ton of music out i think they have two albums so i've gone yeah. through their whole the whole catalog short catalog uh multiple times and this by far it's i wouldn't say my favorite song by them but it's the one that fits uh summer the most because it's got i think one of the best um, guitar riffs towards the end of the song of any 
uh, song that's kind of come out in the past five years of this genre. Wow, um, that's is, that's a big that's a big thing to say. I really I really like it. Um, that's and a it's very also, big thing to say. It, it's talking about like you're you're going after a girl. The summertime like that's that fits the summertime vibe as well. The storytelling they use in the song. Absolutely. So I gotta go go with that as my number one pick. It's a good choice. I I was I'm also a big Arctic Monkeys guy, so. I would have gone with something from Arctic Monkeys yep. too. So respect to the pick. Um, for my next pick, though, I'm gonna throw back to some '90s, some OG shit. We're gonna go California Loving. Okay. You know, Dr. Dre, some yep. talk. You know, some Nate Dog, and listen, Nate Dog, the OG man. He's the hook killer. Mm-hmm. You put that man on a hook, any any rap song you want, it's a hit. I don't care. Who's who the main artist is? You got Nate Dog, you're good. I, I think like the that's a great one. The, my favorite Nate Dog song or like verse though, it's got to be in a uh, Shake That with Eminem. Um, it, it's oh, like, that's a great verse. That's an all time like switch from Eminem to him because it's such the, he's got such a deep voice and yeah. it, it, it's awesome. He, I think he comes on twice in that song, but his very first one, uh, the the two to the one for the one to the three. To the three, I like big. <laughs> 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 it's an, I'm not gonna an all time I'm not gonna finish right it. That is, it's a great verse. Uh, but I, I like that pick, throwing it back too. That's that's a good one. I've been on my OG waves lately, man. Going back to the roots. I, I've been mixing it up a little bit with uh, older stuff. I've gone with, with older stuff. I, I went through like a big old school hip hop, like the Biggie. Like I went through a Biggie kick a couple, about a month and a half Ooh. ago. I've right been, I'm in a Biggie kick right now. Yeah, it's like a lot of his stuff. You learn it too. It's like like his music is like fun to like rap along to. Um, yeah, like, his like, flow is so much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I completely, I, I, it's an awesome one. Great, like he he's a perfect artist to just sing along to. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna go with another kind of new wave indie-ish song okay. uh, by an artist that I think is gonna be like a blow up soon. I mean, he's already. Making big waves, big TikTok, a uh, lot, lot, lot of TikTok songs. You, or uh, TikTokers use his songs. I'm going to go with Helen Back by Bakker or Bakar. I don't really know how to pronounce his name. Okay. But I'm not familiar with that one, actually. I'm, it's it's good. It's got like a, a flute sound at the beginning and like throughout the song. Oh, flute. Yeah. It, and you know how people get down with the flute now. The you ever flute, seen Anchorman? If you use it right, it, it is... It is a, a pretty sick sound. So absolutely. And, and this he's got he's British too, I think, or at least he's got a British accent. So hearing that along with the flute in kind of a, a more laid back uh, indie song kind of touches all the bases for me. I really, really enjoy it. And this is one I, I'd preferably play maybe um, when you're just hanging out outside, or if you're you're laying down, you're relaxing, like you got the the back slider open and the fan on in your living room. Yeah, it's that type of music where you're just hanging out like it's nothing that you're going to play at a party or uh, really the beach, I'd say. But it's more just relaxing. But with that summertime vibe. Yeah, it's vibe music. You can you can play it wherever, basically. You you play it in the car, you can play it in the background, but it always adds to the vibe. So fifth overall pick, you've got uh, two California songs, Hotel California and California Lovin'. Um, I've got Kill Me Girl and Helen Back. Uh, fifth overall pick your third pick what will you be going with in the summer song draft so we're gonna go we're gonna go a little collab here so we're gonna go up to the toronto six mm-hmm. and we're also gonna go out to the london i got over now with calvin harris in the weekend that, like it. it's a nice calvin, harris, Cal- calvin harris can do no wrong in when it summertime. comes to summer songs 
Undefeated. Undefeated. His uh, the the new I think his new album's coming out soon. It better. It, 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 I th- I think that's been rumored that uh, um, w- what's it called uh, the first one? It, it's the sequel to that the the one with like feels on it. Um, oh, that's a good album. Jesus, I can't think of the name. Hang on, let me. I gotta find it here. Yeah, we're gonna have to pull out the old Spotify. Where oh the Funky Wave Bounces Volume One. So we're getting Funky ah. Wave Bounce Volume Two. Volume or funk two. wave bounce funk wave bounces volume two in the near future is uh what's been rumored i've seen on twitter a few times uh and tiktok too that that might be coming out uh in, in the near future and i mean if he doesn't drop in like the next few weeks it's a complete miss on his part i think absolutely you gotta if you're calvin harris you should have been dropped yeah it, it's him and like in june him and avici i feel are like the top two when it comes to to summer songs and i'd comfortably put calvin harris at one in this yeah. category, uh, just because like his whole catalog off of that that first uh, Funk Wave Bounces Volume One album is unreal. With you can't uh, beat him. No, and, and like the way he makes other artists work together, like two artists that you'd never think would be able to put together like a cohesive song. Is yeah, so nice. Like having Frank Ocean and the Migos, uh, Pharrell Williams and Katy Perry. Yeah, uh, it, it is pretty. It is. You seen the new one with um. With Dua Lipa and Young Thug, it, that was awesome. pretty, dude. I love that. And I listen. I got a little thing for Dua Lipa, so it's do, always, do you now? Yeah, you know, you know that Jack Harlow song, Dua Lipa. <laughs> I Yo, do, I do. That was my favorite song because I've been literally saying all that shit before, way before that song came out. <laughs> I love Dua Lipa. Did, oh, did, did you like Jack Harlow's new album? Where were you on that? Because it got, I think, a lot of hate. I feel unjust hate. I um, think, yeah, I'm curious I agree. where you stand on that. I so I originally wasn't a huge Jack Harlow fan because mm. I always thought that music and TikTok were like, TikTok's great for music, but like it's also not great because you have some people who just blow up, like the Island Boys. Like, yeah, bro, they're like, their their hit was like a complete trash song, yeah. and they're millionaires now from that trash song. Like, it just, but. All respect to Jack Harlow. That dude put in so much work and was like, probably you can't say that he's not a top 10 rapper right now. Like, mm-hmm. you would just be crazy. So I'm going to get, I gave that album like, I think it was a seven and a half out of 10. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, giving an album a 10 is like, that, that's a right. great album. That's like Blonde. That's like Goodbye and Good Riddance, mm-hmm. you know, 2001. Shit where, like that. Where would you put an album like uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, the new Kendrick album? uh i would i put that at like a nine it could have been better it could have been perfect but yeah. it wasn't quite perfect uh, i mean like it's no first... good kid mad city that's yeah. my, one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time but I, it's know, a really good album that's like a lot of people like say that that's their favorite for me like i've never been a big kendrick fan i like really that, obviously but Banger. this was this was like the first album by him that I listened to where I was, I really, I kind of did like a more of a deep dive on uh, more of his music and went back because of this album. Cause I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I, I think this will probably win uh best rap album. Probably. I mean, it, it is Kendrick. Yeah. I mean, this will be a second time he won for it to pimp a butterfly, but I don't yep. see any other rap album that came out this year competing with that. I think, I mean, I Pusha T got, had a great project too. You gotta, you gotta think about it. Pusha oh, T had a I really good project. That. But I will say, 
this Kendrick album, at least for me, was probably one of the most relatable albums I've listened to. Mm-hmm. Not obviously all the songs, but there's songs yeah. like Father Time that like, you know, were that that like really was like it was like he was talking to me. That's what yeah. it felt like. So um there's certain songs on that album like N95 is a total banger. Love that one. Um the one with Kodak, someone with Silent Hill. Yeah. That one's his Kodak's verse. I don't even like Kodak like that, but it's pretty fire. I think like for the I think like for best rap album, like that'll win it. I think I think Push is so nominated. I think Jack Harlow, because of like the popularity of a song like First Class, will get it nominated. But yeah, I, I will like, admit First Class was a weak ass verse, though. Actually, yeah, it, it was definitely uh I'm a huge Jack Harlow fan, so like I've defended that album like tooth and nail against like random people on Twitter and again uh, and <laughs> oh, like you're getting toxic in the Twitter comments. Oh big time. But like I, I do agree. <laughs> I, I think like that wasn't even like maybe the fifth or sixth best song off that. I think it was nah, it's, I it, would put that towards the bottom to be honest. Yeah. I but like I think that one will get nominated but finish last of that nominated. Um I don't know if like DS Forever will get nominated. Um yeah I don't I mean I I really like Gunna. I'm yeah. I'm like half and half on young thug i kind of i like half of his music and i really don't like the other half of his music but um yeah i i don't think that album at least comparatively to some of the other albums we've had a really good music year this year i think people are sleeping on that like we got the weekend we got kendrick we got drake again we got action bronson dropped a real good album uh crocodile turbo is i think that's like one of my favorites of this year so far and like that Weird. one flew under the radar because it dropped along that time where we had that like All murderous those. row of unreal drops of Pusha T for real, um, Kendrick, Jack Harlow, and I think the Drake now. So which yeah. the Drake album I actually kind of enjoy. It's yeah, that's, not that's what getting I, a lot of hate. <laughs> it's getting all that hate it's getting trashed. It's getting murdered, but like I don't I I guess I understand it. Like people may not like it because it's not what you expect from Drake, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Well, I'm going to expose these people right now why I don't like it, all right? So yeah. people, they, they heard, oh, wait, this is seventh studio album. This is going to be like, if you're reading this, it's too late. Yep. This is going to be like, you know, all these other great albums. But if you're expecting a hard rap album like that and you hear an album of house music and then a 21 mm. Savage feature at the end, yeah. I would be pissed off too. That's what I was expecting. Right. But I figured it's Drake. Like, he's not just going to like do what everyone thinks he's going to do. So I was like, wow, I respected the fact that he switched lanes. I'm like kind of getting into more house music now. So I was kind of like, oh, all right, some of the songs, some of these songs are all right. The 21 song is Jimmy Cook's is Fuego. That song is crazy. But yeah, I think that song got a little too much or that album got a little too much hate. But we are we're song drafting, right? We are. Um, So sorry, my ADHD, I I get sidetracked. (laughs) I got the six overall pick. I'm actually going to go Arctic Monkeys here. Uh, I'm okay, going with 505 go. by them, um, which I think is like an all-time, it, maybe top three nighttime drive song. I'd put uh, Day and Night and Pursuit of Happiness, both Kid Cudi songs above that. Mm. It's very close, especially like the buildup to the, um, the, the middle of that song. The real meat of it is awesome. It's very slow. And then the guitar picks up and more and more and then slows down right before the, the, the part that everybody knows, the I crumble, like that part. Yeah, like, it, yeah. it builds up completely up to that. So I really do love that song, and I'd have to put that as my uh, on this summer song list. Word, word. 
Um, I'm gonna go with a song my for my next pick that's actually by one of my friends. Mm-hmm. His name is Don P. He's crazy artist out of Connecticut, but he's got a song called Pamela. Yeah, and it's it's about Pamela Anderson, and we all we all know how fine of a woman Pamela Anderson is. But it's a if if anyone wants to check it out, it's like a smooth summer, like you're you're cruising down like a highway on a beachside, you know, immaculate vibes. I definitely check it out. But that's gonna be my next pick right there. I like Pamela Donzio P. Check it out. Um, so my second to last pick, I'll throw it back a little bit here and go with uh, a song that you're going to listen to before you go to a party or one that you definitely should, or where you're going to be interacting with a lot of people because you want to have some confidence. It's I think the all time confidence booster song. I'm going to go return to the Mac by Mac Morrison. Um, okay. One that like you throw on and like, that's just like pimping music. Like you're, you're walking in, like you, you, after you pimping it, hoes, you feel like baby. you're the, you're the main character and that you, you're the, the, the big shit in town. So I had to go return to the Mac just because it, it, I mean, I think it's a, a song that transcends uh, seasons. You can play in any season and not have an, uh, an issue with it, but summer is really where return of the Mac catches stride. If you ask me, or even late summer, early fall, when kids are going back to college, you want to hear that before you go back out to, to the bars or to parties, like for the first time of the year, you want to hear that. So absolutely. Return of the Mac. Now you got one more pick right now. You oh boy. Hotel California, California loving over now and Pamela. What is going to be that fifth song for you? Oh boy. There's a lot writing on this. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with something from the East coast this time. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with uh, in a little bit by 50 cent. I like that. I like Been that on some hip hop waves here. Is is that the vibe you're getting for the summer? Are you getting like a hit, a full, a little I'm getting some hip hop summer. I really am like late '90s, early 2000s, and yeah. not just hip hop, other music from that area. You know, mm. um, getting into some more classic rock too. I mean, I've always been a big classic rock head, but like, you know, getting into really like Motley Crue, I'm getting pretty into. Yep, I like I like that a lot. I, I, that's a that's a good pick right there. I, that's honestly. Yep. It's a, you have a very diverse draft going from the Eagles to Dr. Dre into Calvin Harris, uh, a local artist in Don P, and then into 50 Cent. It's a very all over. Yeah, it's very spread out, right? Yeah. And we're not, we're never, we're never in one lane. I like no. it. All right. I got one more pick. Oh boy. Here's a sealer. Between a couple songs. Um, but, um, Oh man, this is actually a tough one. I'm going through what my uh recently listened to on Spotify. Oh boy. We're 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 going into it. Yeah. Um see I went out I went off the cuff. I feel like I should get a bonus point for going off the cuff here. Oh uh, it is, it is pretty it is pretty impressive going off the cuff like that. Just being able to to rattle them off. But you know, I'll go with uh I'll I'll also take a Calvin Harris song. I'll go with off of Funk Wave Bounce Volume One um it's a song that i I brought up the features before i'm gonna go with slide by uh and the migos um always a classic yeah it 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 never it it always hits like it's always going to hit in fact last summer i think i drafted that as one of my songs i think you're right i think i was that a lot last summer i can i can actually i might be i think i have that save maybe oh I got music playing in the background. I almost had feels playing, but I think you're oh, right boy. about that. 
Um, yeah, so this draft, I'll include the summer song draft. Very two very different and two diverse playlists, but so. absolutely, I'm still adding all of them. I'm adding all the songs. Yeah, no, definitely. This is also we're we're doing this for the listener, helping them build their summer playlist. So absolutely, uh, check all these songs out if you haven't. Absolutely. I know you won't. You can thank us for uh, having a the best summer playlist when you go out or when you take the ox court. Exactly. All your friends are going to be like, wow, this guy's like super cool. Like he's yep. got the best playlist. That, that, that's like, always the, the best compliment to get is like, oh, that was like, is somebody asking like, oh, what song is this? Like, yeah, that is the, the all time greatest compliment you can get. Exactly. Also, like, I don't know. I feel like compliments on music taste always are like, wow, that was like, that's like a great compliment to give somebody. Oh, it definitely is that I, I, I live for that. If I get that, like, it's something that I'll make your day. Oh, a hundred percent. So we've got one more, one more draft coming up. The, the, uh, build a hip hop song, which this one will be a little tougher to do off the cuff. I, I oh, think. Yeah. I, this is going to be difficult. When I did this with JR, we, uh, I game plan for this for a, a good, maybe 45 minutes, an hour, just kind of putting together who I want to take. And I, I think the toughest was definitely producer. Because once you get like an art, a couple artists together, you can, or the main artists, you can build the features, but having the right art, the right producer is tough. Absolutely. Um, but again, cause you're the guest, you could take the number one pick if you want, or if you want time, you can punt it either or this is your pick here. I don't know if I should go main artist or producer first. That's what's tough. See for producer, I feel like the obvious choice here is Kanye. Because Kanye gives you so many levels. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give you the Kanye yeah. pick. Or I'm, I'm going to allow you to pick Kanye. I'm going to go with Timbaland. As your producer. As my producer, I'm going Timbaland. I like that. I, I do. That was a guy. Get some nice samples on there. You know, that's perfect for summer. That was a guy, like, when, when I was doing this draft before, I circled around him. He was probably my – if the producer I had taken before got taken, I was going to take him as my – uh backup uh, honestly a great choice he's worked on so many great songs too that uh it, it's it, it truly is uh, a great pick there um main artist um you know i don't i took kanye last time mm. as my gotta switch player. it up i know because in like the nice thing about you kanye can... is there's so many like artists you can build around him and make it work you can put him in any one of the categories in this yeah. draft which is perfect. He's like a trap card. I won't take him as my main artist. Um, I'm going to take... Oh, fuck. I'm going to take Drake because he's another guy uh, I look at. Damn it. I yeah. look at... You could put so many people around him and make songs work. Like, he's worked with Eminem. He's yeah. worked with Kanye West. He's worked with Jay-Z. He's worked with Lil Wayne. Yeah. Uh, and like th- there's really he's limitless range so if you want to go a harder trap song you can go that way or if you want to go something a little softer like a song like uh fake love i think is in that softer kind of uh, like an islandy feel yeah it yeah works perfect or even like a, a sadder song like marvin's room or take care like he is so much range. you get a lot there's no you can even get that. some house house stuff yeah i was de- i was thinking about taking future but there is a very set a uh, few artists you can put around him, which kind of limits you. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna take Drake as my main artist. So you okay. still have main artist and both your features in play. You took Timbaland off the board, 
with the yeah. number one overall pick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna kind of screw you here. I'm taking a featuring artist, and I'm gonna pick Twenty One Savage because okay. that man kills every single feature he's ever done. I don't care what yeah. song you pick. All of his features are great. His I'm albums. I'm not gonna lie. There's some skips on some of his albums, but mm-hmm. as a featured artist, he takes over songs just like yeah. Drake does. He's definitely a tougher artist to to. Uh... I, I like uh, I, I like some of his older albums. The newer music for me with uh, with Twenty One hasn't really worked. Okay. Ton, like, my one of my favorite albums throughout all of high school was Issa album. Like that one was awesome. Yeah, that's a great album. But since then, it hasn't been like you said. The production's kind of dropped off a little bit when it comes to his main music. But as a feature, he he continuously kills everything he does. Exactly. He's you can't go wrong with the Twenty One feature. You really I can't. Do, I do like that pick. Um, All right, what do you got for me? Ooh, so my I will take my producer, and I'm actually gonna dip back into who I took last time. Um, I'm gonna take No ID. This is like okay. the, I think my all-time favorite producer because he's worked on a lot of Kanye West songs. That worked on a lot of his early stuff, like College Dropout, which yep. uh, which is my 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 favorite album um, of all time. So the, the amount of like his his catalog of songs he's worked on is tremendous. And you put him with any artist, he's going to elevate them. Like he'll make a song better if it's not if it's a good song, he'll make it great. If it's a great song, he'll make it a good song. There is yeah. no miss when you when you look at no ID as a producer. I agree with that. I would. All right. So you still need a main artist and another feature. You've got yeah. 21 and Timbaland as a feature and a producer. Yeah. Okay. Who we're in the we're in the nitty-gritty now. It's tough. Not you, you gotta build around it. This is like uh this, yeah. is, this is very tough. This is gonna be a very difficult thing to build out around. See, the main the main artist is gonna be the problem for me because I need somebody that's gonna body the hook. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I want a rapper or a singer bodying the hook. Because mm-hmm. Timbaland, you have so many because he could hit you with one of those hard eight oh eights. Yeah. Or it can hit you with a sampled track, you know, some mm-hmm. some like 90s R&B samples. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, I know. I'm going to go with another feature artist here, though, and I'm going to pick yeah. Jay-Z as right. the other feature artist. I, I, I like that a lot. I was going to take him because he worked on, I think it was Mob Ties with Drake. Like, uh, mm. which was an awesome feature by him and those two working together was great. So, yeah, I'm actually kind of screwing you on your features right now, aren't I? You really did. You, you took yeah. two, two guys I was going to pick out from under me, um, which is a bummer. But there's still a few you can pick. Uh, some pretty good names, too. Yeah, no, no, I know. It, it's not now. Like you said, it's the nitty gritty. This is a very tough. Down to the wire. Tough thing to pick here. My palms oh. are sweating, man. <laughs> Turn um, my fan on. I'm going to. Go. I'm gonna go with a guy that Drake has worked with in the past, worked with on which I think is a top five Drake song, the motto. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lil Wayne. Uh, as this, it, it, it's, that was gonna be it. That was gonna be it. I told you that, that, that was the pick I was thinking for you. I think that's the perfect uh pick for Drake to have as a feature artist, absolutely. Um, with with the, the, the guys I've built around him so far with the producer. So I and he he works good and Lil Wayne's another guy that bodies verses continuously. Like there there's whether it's his own song or a feature, again you're rarely missing with him. Yeah, that's but, a good. Uh, that's a great pick. 
Thank you. Uh, main artist. So who is going to be who's the guy spearheading it? Who's build on the song when it says uh, X song featuring 21 Savage and Jay-Z produced by Timbaland? Okay, so they, they can they be recently deceased? Yeah, I, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw back to a guy who's very versatile. One of the best artists to grace hip hop. I'm going to go with Mac Miller. That's my spearheader. You know, you get a lot of different things in Mac Miller. You can get some singing or you can get some some cool, cool bars like on 2009. Yes. One of my all time favorites. So how do you see the direction of this song going? Because you have 21 Savage, who's a trap guy. Jay-Z is like, I'd say like, he's like old school trap a little yeah. bit. But uh, it has become very nuanced as an artist with songs like 444 and like the story of OJ. And now you got Mac Miller yeah. Who makes like when I listen to Mac Miller, I kind of want to relax. I listen to, um, okay, or, or, or honestly, like it's a good summer day out. You listen to that. You listen to uh, Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza. Like that's a song you listen to there. The yeah. How do you see this song forming for you? What, so what direction. It would probably be so Mac would probably be on the hook here, mm-hmm. and you know I think Twenty One's even starting to get more into his like intellectual game, if you will, yeah. like. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the song Ball Without You, but one of the verses, he literally just stops, like, he he's, like, talking with a flow almost, and he's like, mm-hmm. I'd rather have loyalty than love, because love don't mean jack shit. See, love yeah. is just a feeling you can love somebody and still stab, stab them in their back. Loyalty is the action you could love or hate me and still have my back. Like, that's yeah, that's some deep stuff right there, you know? So, I I, I think 21 could give me some more, some more, he can give me that trapping shit. I want, I want the 21 trapping, but I want him to yeah. get a little more intellectual with it. Jay Z just got to be Jay Z, you know. Right. But Mac, Mac's gonna have to, you know. This is gonna be like, almost like a two thousand and nine style, but it, it's more emotional. It's not like about a girl or nothing. It's about like the struggle. That would be his verse mm-hmm. or his hook. It'd be it'd be something more more nitty gritty. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good Mac song to compare it with, but um, I'm blanking right now. I haven't listened to Mac. I see this is reminding me I have to get back into Mac Miller. Yeah. I, I do like this though. It, it's it definitely would be if I saw these three guys build together on a song, I'd be intrigued to say the least. I would be absolutely very, very excited to see them, but also curious as to how it would turn out. Yeah. I think and I think Timbaland's gonna have to do a nice R and B sample beat mm-hmm. for this one. Um, so my final pick, I need a feature. Um, I've got Drake, I've got Lil Wayne. Um, but I want the song to have a little bit of a softer feel to it. Um, so I'm going to take, I got to do the chorus, mate. I think just the chorus. I'm going to go with Anderson Pock on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I saw, okay. I, I recently saw his, uh, re- or rewatched it. Somebody put a clip of, of it on Twitter, uh, his, tiny drum or his yeah his tiny uh drum thing tiny desk concert or yeah yeah the tiny desk on uh npr and i was like wow this is uh like this is awesome i love this so it's definitely recency because i just saw it like if i had not seen that i wouldn't pick him but that's a good pick uh, yeah and he's he makes like especially the silk sonic stuff i kind of want that type of vibe from him on the chorus Ooh, drake would sound great on a silk sonic song now that i think about it I just don't like now I'm looking at it. I don't know where Lil Wayne would kind of fit on it. Like it would be 
a very low way would fit on that you know the yeah. verse he did for even in jack harlow's last album oh yeah yeah that's a great verse like i think he could yeah. do some shit like that you know some singing some actual singing mm-hmm. yeah that, that so i i you know it, it is unfortunate we'd never see how these songs would turn out um yeah which is a bummer because I'd, I'd love to see both of them but yeah so make sure you go vote on the uh the story for both those drafts they'll be up definitely so. um Again, so you got Heartless coming out. What else is on the horizon for you in 2022? A lot of music. Um, I have plans on dropping a song. So um, Heartless coming out on Friday. Then I have um, YTH Fest, which is a big music festival. It's going to be in Holyoke, Mass. Um, The address I'll have posted on my Instagram, but it's going to be from 4 to 10 p.m. It's sponsored by Days Cannabis. Um, and I want what's to, what, what's that July 16th? Yep. July 16th. Yeah. And, um, I'm really excited because the day before the festival, I'm going to be dropping another song that I'm very excited about. Um, and then probably three weeks after two, three weeks after YTH Fest, I'll be dropping another song. So awesome. Um, a lot, I'm going to be really busy. I hopefully get more shows this summer. I want to, I want to be outside as much as i can because mm-hmm. like post malone said i've been feeling cooped up is an album at any point on the horizon like has that come into yes into the yes. mindset I, I don't know i mean you've got a handful of singles out now you said like you said before you've got songs coming out um at yes. any point are those going to be kind of put into album form or other songs added to them? um it's going to be if i make an album it's going to be all new music i would okay. never want to recycle any kind of content and plus i'm I try to write as much as I can. So, and I, I've been in the studio every week for the last few months. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely am looking to drop an album. It would be, I want to keep dropping singles this year, mm-hmm. kind of experiment with what I want to do on a sound level, because I'm telling you right now, no song this year is going to sound exactly like another song that I've had done. Like really? everything is different. Like, I was just on a metal rap song the other day, and then I I did an open for my friend Zach. That was an alternative rock song. Hmm. So, um, very different wavelengths. I did, and the song I did last week was like a, I don't even know. It's like a, I, I want to say it's a new genre. It's like electronic synth, but like funky. It's it's oh. crazy. <laughs> it I don't even know. Electro funk. That's what I'm gonna call it. Kind of like that electro funk. Yeah, I should patent that. If that's that might be a thing. That's like I feel like that's too good to not already be a that, thing, right? It feels like it's definitely something. Like well, somebody... maybe maybe I'm just bullshitting all everybody. So, <laughs> Phoenix, I appreciate you coming on. Before I let you go, I, I this is kind of a question: Who would be like your ideal feature, like ever? Like take uh... and you've got you've got your pick of any artist. Who who do you think a would be? like the most fun to work with and you think like would be like the coolest to have on one of your songs and also who would fit like the vibe of your music the best um ooh it's hard to just pick one yeah give me like 3 give me like who you're talking okay yeah with. 3 is a lot easier yeah um, opens the door for a little bit more there an artist I've always wanted to work with, like, and I probably wouldn't be doing music without, would probably be Juice. Yeah. So that would, that always is going to be one. 
Um, I think I'd love to have 21 Savage as a feature just so he could start rapping about like, oh, uh, he has a song with uh, Justin Bieber and his verse is actually like awesome. I love that. So I yeah. love to do, I like working with rappers. I like getting rap verses and stuff. I've always been more intrigued by hip hop. So definitely him for a rapper. And then I really would want to work with also... I think Post Malone and I would make a good song. And also, he's a funny dude. Yeah. Like, so funny. I would just love to hang out with him. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I was watching his, um. I don't know if you've seen Day Drinking with Seth Meyers. I have not. Oh, uh, he has an episode of, it's called Day Drinking with Seth Meyers and Post Malone. They literally just get drunk and just shoot the shit the whole time. It's hilarious. But, yeah, Post Malone for sure. He did one of those uh, Sunday conversations with uh, Caleb Presley uh, on Barstool. I think he actually did this past Sundays. And, mm. like, it was – it's hilarious. Like, because he, he was able to, like, roll with the punches, too. Like, some of the guys on there don't really know how to react. I mean, yeah, all around, they're just, like gr- – he's one of the best personalities in music. Like it, it Exactly. Is, he's just awesome. a bro. He's yeah. a bro. He, he also hits, like, all the demographics. Like, my dad loves Post Malone. Like, when really? you're able to, yeah, when you're able to reach, like – where parents like you yeah, and like the younger generation, like their kids like you. I think yeah. that's when you know you've kind of hit a, a very good spot in your music career. Yeah. I know my dad liked when he did the uh, the Nirvana live stream and they were wearing yeah. the Moomoos. Mm-hmm. They had like Travis Barker. Awesome. I, I enjoyed that too. That was that was a great moment in music yeah. history. Well, Phoenix, but, again, I appreciate you coming on. Um, absolutely. It's always an honor the, to be over down here. Down the road a couple months, we'll, when – Again, it sounds like you got more music dropping. So absolutely, but uh, another few songs moment. come out. We'll come on. We'll kind of go through those. But yeah, make sure you stream Heartless available Apple, Spotify. I'm assuming anywhere you can get music. Anywhere. I got a Pandora radio station now, so you oh, can check awesome. out that too. But um, yeah, no, check it out. It's gonna be. I think your guys are gonna really like it. Might get you in your feels, but hey, that's what and I'm that, here for. And then uh, Holyoke, uh, July 16th. Uh, make sure you check out Phoenix there. Um, yes, gonna be a crazy show. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for you for that. I, I'm it's stinks. I'll have to. I'll, I'm I'm missing it, but you know, next next yeah. show that rolls around. I'll. I'll yeah, I'll everybody in the there. comments, go flame Andrew for <laughs> having the work July 16th. My apologies. My apologies. No, nah, nah, we're straight. But yeah, no, it's gonna be a great show. Gonna be a large turnout. There's gonna be vendors. That's great. Uh, over like 50 artists you can see every type of music literally there's something for everybody there um i'll be going a little later in the night probably after seven but um i'd love to see as many of you guys there as possible and it's going to be a great show so i'm very excited awesome go check that out and thank you for listening to this episode of the my parents office podcast uh stay tuned for episodes we'll be dropping uh in the next few weeks Got me stressed on vacation, no escaping, playing with my head in my heart. She would shut me up quick, like don't even start. But when I found somebody, you tried to pull us apart. You wild.